Hi friends, I'm Tanya Luna, psychology researcher and educator. And I'm Brian Luna. I still don't know if Silver Surfer needs pants. And you're listening to Talk Psych to Me. A show where we take research out of the lab and into the street. Let's get into it. Are you sure you want to get into it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's. It's been too long. I was thinking maybe we could get into it like soon, but not immediately. Okay. Is there some business you would have to attend? <laughs> like I thought maybe talking about the weather could be good. Oh, okay. So you want to like, like chit chat, small talk. Sure. There's so, just so many other things to talk about. Yeah. How have you been? You know, I'm really glad you asked because I think it's been a while since we've done an episode of this show. Yes. So people might be wondering what the heck have we been up to, That's or true. probably more they probably don't care. They yeah, have yeah, no one, no one, not a thing. Anyone's, like, I guess the main thing up. is uh, we now have two pigs rather than one pig, and then uh, instead of zero goats, we have three goats, three little guys, three mini goats, and we have one new addition to our family. That's right. That's right. Rumble Piper Luna yes. is our new little dog, little puppy. He's almost a full dog. Almost a full dog. Um, had a hell of a story growing up. And we found her on, uh, was it TikTok or something? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And couldn't resist, had her brought over, and now she joined the pack like she's always been here. Yeah. You really take into this whole not talking about the topic for today, which is not helping me make the point about oh, sorry. what we're going to talk about let, today. Let me help you with the transition. Let me help you with it. Ready? You're okay, supposed so. to be like, come on, let's talk about the thing. Oh, let's talk about the thing. No, I don't want to talk about I the thing. I don't want to talk about the thing. No, I So is this impatience? <laughs> Misdirection. Close. Close. No. Confusion? No. <laughs> What's today's topic? I'll eventually tell you. <laughs> oh, um, uh, waiting. Close. Psychology of <laughs> almost waiting. <laughs> of, of almost uh, the psychology of anticipation. <laughs> procrastination procrastination this whole opening was an elaborate dad joke. oh that was that was <laughs> not good that was not good so that's the whole point of dad jokes yeah which we recently brian luna and i realized that our like most of our relationship is a long uh <laughs> elaborate dad joke but people who know me that's not a surprise all right so do you want to talk about procrastination or what we can <laughs> we can dig around a little bit more if you like <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because Brian and I might be a little rusty, you might already want to listen to this episode on two times or times two or whatever, however fast this episode can go. I recommend you press that button. This so is what we're going to I would recommend you do it now so I sound normal. <laughs> Great. So uh, we're going to be talking about what is procrastination? Yep. Why is procrastination? Who is procrastination? <laughs> When is, when is procrastination? We'll talk about consequences of procrastinating and as per usual, some practical tips and impractical tips to improve your own relationship with procrastination and perhaps help others do it. And the too. only question I have is when is my hand going in an ice bucket? Uh, do you want me to put that off? Yeah. To, like, or, or I just want to get it over with. Let's just do it. Come on. We've been off for a long time. Put my hand in an ice bucket. Let's move on. We will not be putting your hand in a nice bucket today, but we will be running some small experiments on All right, you. let's go. Bring it. Eventually. Okay. So let's start by defining it. I always enjoy definitions by the dictionary of Brian Luna. Procrastina procrastination. First, you have to start is... saying it correctly. <laughs> so, but, but we say it differently where I come from, Texas. Yeah. So we say, say procrastinating say is doing <laughs> tomorrow what you could be doing right damn now. Oh, yeah. 
But I like that in your version, these people are doing it tomorrow, which is really only procrastinating for a day, which isn't that bad. I mean, tomorrow's figurative. It's just like yeah. down the road. My grandmother, I think I told you this. My grandmother used to say, tomorrow, tomorrow, not today, all the lazy people say. And it was one of the only things she could say in English. Yeah, but your grandmother said it and her voice sounded creepy. I didn't like it. Creepy? Yeah. She had that little that little music box playing in the background. She'd be like, tomorrow, tomorrow, not today. You know, she was... <laughs> Did she always yeah. have the music box playing yeah, or just yeah. for that one sentence? Just that one sentence. She's a real creeper. As we'll get into later, I think my grandmother's approach was a little too judgy, but I will say that it, it is something I still hear kind of in the back of my mind every once in a while. If I'm looking at a pile of dishes, I'll think, tomorrow, tomorrow, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the etymology from the Latin mm-hmm. is uh, procrastinare, uh, which is to put off That's until... lazy. <laughs> That's lazy. Procrastinare is the... Okay, keep going. That's lazy. It means to put off until tomorrow, which seems like very specific. just say, yeah. It's, I know. Why it's, do you even need the nothing, Latin? You don't need the Latin if it's the same thing. I just as wanted the... to share that with you because it means that procrastinating has been around for a very long time because, you know, Latin, it's ancient. Mm-hmm. Procrastination is ancient. However, it also comes from the Greek akrasia, uh, the ancient Greek akrasia, which means doing something we don't think we should do, which, again, just demonstrates that it's an ancient human. Tendency. What we don't think we should do. Yeah. Okay. So it's like doing something against our better judgment. So it's combining this idea of putting something off and putting it off. Even that though sounds we think like it's justification, though. That sounds like to, what I what I don't think I should be doing. No, you should be doing. You should be cleaning out your room, uh, no, uh, no. Aristotle, <laughs> and, and and not putting that shit off. Like no. Bullshit. All right, I may have gone down the wrong path talking about the ancients. Let's let's just to right. sum, to simplify. In short, it's putting off what we could do now, despite it having negative consequences. Okay. So that's that's what procrastination is. Uh, motivation researcher Pierce Steele, which I thought was I thought you'd like that's that name. That's one name, Pierce Steele. Pierce Steele. Yeah. <laughs> Steele. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a bit, I thought you'd make a bigger deal out of that name. Nah, it's, it's right. I don't know. I'm sorry, Dr. Steele. So uh, Pierce Steele wrote mm-hmm. the book The Procrastination Equation, calls it a form of self-harm. Because we're we're hurting ourselves. So wait, why is it hurting ourselves? Well, think about, is there ever anything you procrastinated about and then it ended up biting you in the butt? No. <laughs> Come on! What? No, I don't procrastinate. No? How about, how are your teeth? Wow! You want to bring, you want to start airing dirty laundry? First episode out, you want to start putting shit out on Front Street? Okay, all right. Well, how are your, um, how is, I don't know, I can't think of nothing. Um, okay, but that's not procrastination. It's not no. that I don't want to do it, it's just that I don't need to. You don't need to go to no. the dentist. No, I got that healing factor thing. Okay, yeah. Great. Okay, so that what you're saying is you don't procrastinate. I don't procrastinate. All right, we'll get into that. How common would you say procrastinating is? With again, me? But, no. It's not very common. Very rare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so procrastination researchers... Oh, how common is it in, in public? In, in, in the in the whole wide, wide world, yeah. Did but, you say the whole white world? The whole wide Why world. Why do you have to make this racial? Why have to make it racial? Uh, okay, so how common is it? Very common. You you do it. I mean, I live with you and you do it every day. Okay. What what kinds of procrastination do I do? Have you ever tried leaving with you? <laughs> leaving with you is I the do worst. Avoid leaving. Yeah. Le- leaving with you anywhere is the worst type of leaving. Leaving or, or movement <laughs> in the history of uh, known to man. You you procrastinate everything. If I say, hey, we're going to leave in five minutes, that's the longest five minutes because then you start adding stuff. Or you with, um, with, because we have chores, right? We've divided some chores. I don't call in the them house. chores because I'm an adult. I call them responsibilities. <laughs> I call them church responsibilities. And, and, and you put that off until you don't, it can't be put off. I anymore. put off my, my chores. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll come back to that. Um, possibly. 
<laughs> or we might not <laughs> because it's a show about procrastination. Uh, so researchers have actually studied this, mm-hmm. which I find fun because I, I, I picture procrastination experts being the people who like waited too long to pick their and then they're they're like dissertation advisors like so uh you know fran yes you have, you have i'm doing research right now yeah uh, with, what's it on because you you, you have on procrastination yep, yep that's your that's topic what this whole thing that's why i've waited two weeks <laughs> that's pure steel <laughs> talking to his advisor anyway so it turns out research shows that most people do procrastinate at some point fascinating <laughs> really the research again with the grants and all that stuff so in one study of people indicated that procrastination has a negative effect on their happiness. 94. So most people say procrastination is bad. And they've been saying this since ancient Greeks. You know how many pairs of socks that grant could have bought homeless people? (laughs) Instead of like, procrastination's bad, everyone does it. Here's the good news. Most likely these people never got grants because they probably haven't filled out the paperwork. Dry socks. Like maybe each of them gets four pairs in the country for that. So, you know, researchers mostly study students because the students are right there and Mm -hmm. you can like force, kind of force them to do the research. And students are especially vulnerable to procrastinating. They report procrastinating over one third of their entire time. So does it happen more, procrastination happen more people who are... More stressed or more Oh my like... gosh. I love that that's a, a question that you ask. We'll, we'll absolutely talk about that. You're sober and single? Tune in to the Sober Dating Podcast with Kathy Vandenberg. We are constantly evolving and learning new things. This is why at the Sober Dating Podcast, we not only talk about expanding your love life, we share space with the many subjects that surround love and recovery. Through exploring our traumas, we build ourselves into better human beings, ultimately becoming better partners to those we choose to connect with in love. Join us as we explore the richness of sober love, beauty, many experience, and solitary life and how recovery brings it all together. The Sober Dating Podcast, new episodes weekly. Join us for conversations that will set you and your love life in a new direction. Oh, okay. Thanks thanks for liking my question and not answering (laughs) it, procrastinator. We'll get to it. Okay. (laughs) But first, let's just put you back in the hot seat for a moment, Mr. Mr. Luna. Yeah. If that's what you still go by. I still do. Okay. You said you do not procrastinate. Nope. See, I didn't even, I didn't even wait for that goddamn answer. Nope. <laughs> how about, how about productive procrastination? That's like the stuff where you're like, you should be doing a really important thing, but to trick yourself into not doing the important thing, you put it off by doing a pseudo important thing, pseudo progress. No, I don't do that either. You do- I get, I hit the ground running, Tanya, and I don't look back. Boom. So, so the dentist... What's the situation? With you know, you keep bringing this dentist up and we're going to have to turn this podcast off and have a discussion. This has nothing to do <laughs> you with... You can't just turn off a podcast. No, I don't know how it works, but look, I, dentist, it's not like I'm not going to the dentist because I don't want to go. I haven't found the right dentist. <laughs> and, you know, there's not a lot of dentists out there that I like. So I'm waiting to find the right one and I'm doing the research. And I'm what, doing what, the work. You're doing the work? Yeah. Wait, give, what's an example of one thing you did yesterday to find the right dentist for you? I, I ate really gently and I, ate, <laughs> I was conscious of what I ate. I didn't eat any hard foods. I didn't nibble on any bones. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> Nothing. I could have sworn I saw you nibbling on a bone. Nope. That wasn't me. Okay. And, and I, I, I've been uh, flossing and rinsing and brushing and doing all that. Unfortunately, it was to Rumble's teeth. <laughs> Never, nevertheless, I know exactly what I'm doing. All right. So it's bad. Uh, it's pretty bad. Um, how bad is it? You ask? No. <laughs> <laughs> How bad so, is it, Tanya? 
So researchers have found uh, that frequent procrastination. You said people procrastinate when they're stressed. Right? I, I asked. I didn't. I didn't say. So it. what's interesting is that the more people procrastinate, when people are stressed, they procrastinate, and the more they procrastinate, the more stressed they become. So it's this mm. vicious cycle. Cycle. See, I didn't procrastinate. procrastinate. Boom! Right there, right at the end of that. Um, the other consequences are guilt, shame, hmm. anxiety, health problems. Especially if you're putting oh, yeah, off yeah, health yeah. maintenance stuff, yeah. like oh, I don't want to go get that colonoscopy, yeah. for example, you know. Well, that's a, that's a good if you're gonna if you're gonna procrastinate anything. <laughs> no, that. that is not a good one. Well, no, but I'm saying like, you should, if you're listening it's a good to this, you're like, oh shit, no, no, they're talking to me. It's not good to put go off, but it's one of those things. I, <laughs> I can understand why you'd want to. It's, it's an uncomfortable thing. From what I understand. Uh, colon. Schroeder's colon. You should find out what's in that colon. Uh, in one study, psychologists <laughs> Diane Teese and Roy, Roy Baumeister tracked college student procrastination along with their grades, stress, and health over mm-hmm. the semester. This was one of the earlier studies. It was done in the uh, 1997, I okay. believe. Uh, and that's when really researchers wanted to look at kind of the, the true consequences of procrastinating. What would you guess? An entire semester goes by. We're looking at grades. We're looking mm-hmm. at stress. We're looking at health. Yeah. What's your What's your hypothesis? It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what's my hypothesis? Like, so actually, at first, it's good. This is right. what's so complicated about procrastination. It's the research starts <laughs> off beginning of the semester. The procrastinating students are doing better than the other ones when it comes to their stress. They're really happy. Because they're doing really fun stuff. Well, because they're not doing what they're supposed yeah, to be doing. Yeah, and the other yeah. suckers are, like, studying and stuff, yeah. right? Then, end of the semester rolls around, and... The procrastinators are feeling the heat. They are. And the unprocrastinators are, like, living on easy street. Yeah, so it turns out, like, everyone's stressed because it's, you know, it's, it's school, it's college. Yeah. But the procrastinators, at the end of the semester, their grades are lower, and they have higher amounts of stress and illness. Mm-hmm. Although, now that I'm saying this out loud, was it, like fake illness because they're like oh yeah because if i'm sick i can't do it i gotta tell you for anyone who's listening who's ever been a a teacher or professor i used to teach at a university i can't tell you how many people told me that they got diarrhea right before (laughs) the semester right before the final and i just feel like that's so specific and uncomfortable to share you know why because you're not going to ask any questions i I think you know what i mean like it's one thing if you like i had the flu what were your symptoms yeah if you come if i come to you and say i had the drizzling shits then people are going to be like well i got nothing just to go take care of that don't bring that here and i won't it's it's so it's also one of those things that's so personal yeah that people that the person listening is just gonna be like oh okay well thank you for sharing uh you take your time yeah let's just let's just diarrhea and dead grandmothers yeah so many all right so moving on back to the research because this was very serious academic research no so this was actual illness they looked at you know how people's visits uh to the infirmary because they were infirm their stress levels and what they found is cumulatively that stress that the procrastinators felt was much, much higher than the people that felt little drips of stress throughout the semester, but didn't procrastinate. Okay. It wasn't so, worth it. Okay. So growing up, I was a big procrastinator with papers, mm-hmm. like papers do, and, and did studying the growing for up tests. end, or are we saying you're no, still No, I'm saying up? like, no, no, no. That's all behind me now. Okay. I told you, I don't do that. Yeah, papers. So papers and studying for like major, major tests were a big thing for me. And yeah. I would do last minute, yeah. you know, scrambling around. I was a big procrastinator as a student. But as a student of life, <laughs> now, no, as a master of life, oh, I'm now, okay, well, life. I'm not master, but I'm like, maybe I'm like uh, just above apprentice. What's your belt color in life? Uh, I'd say like a diarrhea brown. <laughs> so um, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. So I would say I, I'm, I don't do it. I've learned from my mistakes, especially like 
the jobs I've had in the past, procrastinating was like a was a killer. It, it would be really bad. Yeah. And also, you know, in my acting days, yeah, not learning the script oh, yeah. right out of the gate. Oh boy. And, and that, that was really, that was a really big deal with, uh, with a theater company I was with, uh, growing up in, in you know, the early nineties and, and up two thousands in Manhattan. I was with a lot of people that would put that off and they would like, Oh, I'm doing character work. Right? Cause they didn't want to sit down that's and do like the work. The yeah. Yeah. That's like, Oh, I'm stuff. doing that. I'm, I'm writing the bio and all that. And it was great. Fantastic. But <laughs> the audience didn't come <laughs> and read your one. goddamn bio. Uh, so, so that, you know, you'd have to sit down you'd have to just bang it out, do the work in the front. So that way, the rest at the towards towards like actual show date, you're eating cheese, baby. No, because you're, back, you you're sitting back, kicking back, eating uh, rock candy and eating cheese. It's easy. Is that an expression, or were you eating cheese? No, yeah, it's an expression. Yeah, eating rock candy and cheese. You never heard that? I did because you just said it twice. Yeah, there so. you go. Uh, taxes? Do you ever put off paying your taxes, or not paying? Do filing your taxes? No, because I uh, back as soon as I got all of my information, yeah, and, and all stuff. that stuff. Because as an actor, like they come from all over at different times. I just took it all as soon as I got my last one. Boom! I was to my accountant or something like that. All so right. I was never. That is very unusual. Um, H and R Block actually did some research. H and R Block, the accounting On me? firm. <laughs> they lied. I val- I they lied. In fact, check with H and R Block. They lied. Okay, so <laughs> perhaps about you, yeah. But in general, H and R Block found that people cost themselves hundreds of dollars. I feel like that's probably more than hundreds of dollars, but hundreds of dollars by waiting to do their taxes until the last minute. Well, no, I would imagine because it's like to do the extension and all that. I think maybe that's what they're talking about, like having to pay another hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so we almost universally do it. Mm -hmm. It makes us feel bad. So the big question is. Well, I mean, if I'm not in that universe, then yeah. If, I, if I'm by myself on a planet. The rest of us mere mortals yeah. Yeah. since ancient Greece feel really bad. Mm-hmm. So why do we do it? Is there anything good about it that keeps people coming back? I think you really should be asking yourself that question. <laughs> uh, why do we do it? I think what I remember... <laughs> from yesterday. <laughs> from doing this yesterday. way back when. If I can tap into this for a moment. Two hours ago. Um, <laughs> it was just the idea of like oh, do you, hard starts. Like, do I really want to like get into all this? And do I really want to like... Oh, do I? How do, do you I ever trick begin? yourself and go, "This is good for me"? Like I should be procrastinating. No, you told me that earlier today. Uh, this is good for me. You, you what? try to, get, yeah, you try to get that in my head about something, um, about because I, I maybe it was yesterday about packing, and you were like, "Oh, do you ever think that this is good for me?" Or something. I don't do those mind games. I don't play what are you like talking that. Talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, you're you're procrastinating answering this. I don't know. You tried <laughs> this that. Is the with kind me. of shit that makes me feel like you truly don't listen to what I'm saying. You get the like, you get little wisps of words, <laughs> yeah. and you try to piece them back together, yeah. to make sense, yeah. And they make very little sense. They make sense in to me. And I don't like when you tell me if this is going to do I good for me. I will say, I do, I procrastinate, I sometimes, this is what I learned from the research, that I do something that I've been calling procrastinating, but that psychologists You mean don't. procrastinating? No! Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know you wouldn't call it that. No. So sometimes I'll work on something. <laughs> the arrogance in here. So. Sometimes I'll work on something, mm-hmm. right? Like right now, we'll talk about this more later, perhaps procrastination <laughs> alert uh brian and i are starting a nonprofit, and today we met with our teammate Alyssa, and we were trying to develop our mission and vision and then we were like hey you know what let's marinate so i do marinate like if i'm trying to come up with an idea or solve a problem or something i will intentionally say let me do this later let me stop now and do this later but, but- i use that word marinate to also mean I don't want to do this and I'm not going to. <laughs> well, I know. So sometimes people <laughs> faux marinate. 
<laughs> but in psychology, apparently they refer to this as pondering versus procrastinating because it's it's missing the ancient Greek bit of knowing that it's going to have bad consequences and doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I do think you can lie to yourself and be like, I'm just going to marinate. Yeah, because your teeth think... have been marinating in that mouth for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, make it make it sound like I have rocks for teeth. My teeth are fine, y'all. She just wants me to go get a checkup, and I think I, I like I'm said I'm st- holding out for the right dentist. Follow us on Instagram for pictures of Brian's <laughs> teeth. No, I will not. That's that's very personal. Why? What do you have to hide? I have nothing to hide. If anyone okay. wants to see my my flash and smile, so let's so. So yeah. here's the thing. I also like when you're like, hey. How about we go hiking today? And I'm like, oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Is it really oh, procrastinating? That's Friends, me telling you no, but not years, knowing how to get I you off my for back. <laughs> for years, I was like, oh, we'll see. Or or you'll be like, maybe. Or you'd be like, yeah. But you should hear my tone that that's a terrible idea. Hey, but it's I took 40, it it's, it's, it's negative 30 outside. Do you want to go for, take the dogs into a steep hike? And I'm like, maybe that, that when it goes high like that, that's me going, are you are you crazy? Because that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I don't want to do, of course okay. I don't want to do that. All right. And you still ask me to go on hikes like to this day. And that's not me procrastinating on going on a hike. That's me telling you no without telling you no. Okay. We'll, we'll have another episode on indirect forms of communication. <laughs> it's very direct. If you know how to All read right, it. So let's talk about why, what does the research show about truly true procrastination, mm-hmm. not marinating and pondering, mm-hmm. but truly putting something off when you know that you shouldn't explanation. I'll talk about three explanations. From the academic literature. Number one. (laughs) Literature. Number one is genetics. So it turns out a longitudinal study, which means very long study on I know what longitudinal means. No, I'm not suggesting you don't know. I'm also listeners not suggesting that you don't know. So I just, you know, I was just saying it. Because English is a second language for me, third oh, language for me. Go. So I like Here to we go. The immigrant thing. make Here the language go. accessible. We have when listeners. I was a kid, we not have language. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we used to port to have language. All right, keep going. All right. Yeah. So they did they studied some twins. Okay. And what they found is that procrastination is moderately heritable. Uh, so 46% of variance in procrastination can be attributed to our genes, which basically means it's like 50-50 nature, nurture. Do you blame your family for not going to the dentist? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Doctors How procrastinating are... was your family? When it came to doctors or anything like that. Because your dad did when not. When it came to doctors, yeah. we didn't trust them. Okay. I, I, oh, I, I, oh, oh. <laughs> in my culture. <laughs> So I can't do your accent. No, you can't. No. Not unless you want letters. No, but you could do my canceled. accent and it's just fine. <laughs> I don't have accent. I cannot afford one. Wow. Um. So, look, yeah, no, but seriously. No, let's hear like, how your your people. You, my people? You were... What you mean about my people? <laughs> Listen, what I mean is, mm-hmm. is that we didn't really uh, trust, even my, now my mom doesn't trust her doctor. Yeah, she lies to Dr. She Dr. lies to my, her doctor and she's battling cancer. And she's, you know, I go, mom, how did the doctor go? Oh, I told him exactly what he needed to hear. I'm like, what? Why would you? Why is that? Okay. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. You know, so you're like, mom, no, you know, she's working on it and I love her to death and she's, she's doing better. But it's true. We just didn't have a lot of faith and we okay. didn't have a lot of trust. How about actual procrastinating? What do you mean? I like don't put things off. No, I understand. Did your family put things off? No, my dad was get my like boom boots on the ground. He was okay. he was going in. in you know my mom. You know about my, about my mom. Oh my god, your mom's procrastinating right now about anything about <laughs> something. Some, some, there's something, something she's procrastinating about. Oh my god, you, like when she, <laughs> you, I didn't believe it when you told me that. I thought you're exaggerating, 
But then I don't exaggerate. I now when your mom's like when I'm like, is she on her way? And you're 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 you ask your mom and she said, Yeah, she already left. And I was like, Did you hear the car? Did you hear what did you hear in <laughs> the know, background? You have to be and like she's a like, private detective. Yeah, and she's mom. like, and you and you're like, No, actually I heard, you know, the TV in the background or whatever. And I'm like, No, she didn't leave. She's still at so home. So you mentioned I have a hard time leaving. Yeah. No, you totally get it from your mom. You totally get it from your mom. But I'll delay it by like maybe five minutes. My mom, for some reason, I, I still to this day remember I was I was in high school and she promised that she I think I told you this this story, but I was in high school. I was uh, studying for a physics test last minute because I put off studying procrastination. Yeah, sure. And I Genetic. had been because of my genes. Uh, I had missed most classes mm-hmm. where we learned the things. So she promised. <laughs> She promised the night before the test that she would help me learn the thing so that I could pass the test Okay. because she's very good at physics. So I'm waiting. It's seven Mm o'clock. She's not there yet. It's eight o'clock. She's not there yet. So I call her and I'm like, hey, are you are you coming? And she's like, oh, yep. I'm in the car. I've already left. So I was like, huh, it's really quiet in your car. Why is it? Why is it so quiet in your car? And if you knew anything about how slow Tanya's mom drives Everyone honks at her. Oh, yeah. I, so, if my mom was in the car, you'd be hearing profanity. Oh, my God. So I was like, huh, I don't hear any profanity. Are you sure you're in the car? And she's like, no, yeah, I, I, I left. Uh, the reason you don't hear the engine is because I pulled over. And I'm like, what? You pulled over? And she's like, yes, because it's dangerous to talk on the phone while driving. And I was like, huh, okay. Well, could you just start the car? I'll, I just want to... I just want to like hear the car start. And she was like, uh, I'm not going to do that. That's dangerous. And then I just hear this like, this like slight water sound. And I'm like, what's that water sound? And she's like, uh, it's a, a fire hydrant that's near me and it's leaking. And I was like, mom, where are you? And she's like, I'm still at your sister's house. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> You know, I blame you because all the signs were there. You didn't have to interrogate. You didn't have to break her down. I still got an A plus on that physics test. Very good. Which is, you know, which is one of the problems with procrastination because sometimes you just don't If it works, yeah, you don't learn anything. Yeah. Okay. So that's number one is genetics. So you can go ahead and blame your genes. Number two, very simple, task aversion, which is you don't like the thing. Yeah. You don't want to do it. It feels bad. I'd say that's the number one cause because, I mean, otherwise, just, just get down into it, you know? Either you don't like the thing or you don't like... How taxing that thing is going to be. How it makes you feel. Yeah. Like going to the gym. You know, yeah. it's like, right. you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, I really want that body. I want that, uh, you know, I want the guns. I want the whole thing. But the work. Yeah. God dog. Yeah. You know? That's... Well, and that's why I, I remember someone saying, don't ever think about what it's going to feel like to start the workout. Think about what the workout's going to feel like 15 minutes in. Because when you think about the beginning, I said that. you said that. No, no, no. Sounds like <laughs> okay. So yeah, you know, what one of the explanations for this is actually you know, one of the weird things about humans, us humans, we that I am also one of those, is that <laughs> I think you're a robot. <laughs> you never include yourself on that. Is shit. that we tend to see our present selves and our future selves as two different people. So we're like, yeah, that future version of me, she's gonna have more energy. She's gonna, you know, she's gonna feel motivated or you just kind of don't care about that person as much because you're not them right now so we just put it off till that future self well you're the one who actually taught me about that we first started going out you were the one who taught me take care of your future self so that actually kept me from procrastinating a long time ago like i was never really bad at procrastinating So you're saying i'm the reason you don't procrastinate honestly you are and i'll be because you taught me that um take care of your future self so i'm always thinking of future self like even today um i have the these huge bags of salt that i know i have to come out of the car because i have to take them down to the basement to eat them 
No, no, no. They have to dump them. To uh, purify our water? To purify our water. Yeah, or soften our water. Cool. you got to give people uh, more content. So, so I'm not burying a body, so uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be that. putting that on podcast. But anyway, my, my point is, is that I, I know that as soon as we're done, I'm going to go and grab those bags because even though I don't want to do that, I'm thinking my future self. That's awesome. I'd rather, later on, I'd rather shoot some zombies. That helps uh, me. I look at the dishes know? in the sink and I'm like, come on, be nice to her. She's going to be even more tired than you are right now. Yeah. Her is my future self. I get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's a third explanation, right? There's genes. There's task aversion. The third explanation is picking up a lot of steam in the psychology world. And this is actually the most popular uh, explanation uh, among psychologists these days. Yes. Please guess. I'd have to say, if I was taking a guess, educated guess. Yeah. It would have Audience, to be. Audience, now is the time to start listening on uh, double no, speed if no, you haven't already. I'm ready. Ready? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Jeans. Jeans was explanation number one. No, no, no. Blue jeans. <laughs> okay. I was wrong. That's my guess. What's the right answer? Uh, the guy? right answer is emotional avoidance. Or emotion. Like, basically, it's not the task itself. It's the emotions it makes us like feel. Like, knowing you have to break up with someone, you don't want to break up with them. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like, for so long, when we thought about procrastination, even in research, we thought about, oh, this task is unpleasant. But really what researchers are getting into, um, for example, psychologist Tim Pitchell is adamant that procrastination <laughs> is not a time management problem. Come on, Pierce Steele didn't get you, but Tim, Tim, Tim Pitchell? Tim Pitchell sounds like an insult. Whatever, Tim Pitchell. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Not, Tim, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Dr. I'm Pitchell. I'm so sorry. Anyway, so he says time, procrastination is not a Wait, time management problem. Tim Pitchell. Sorry. Not a time management problem. Not a time management problem. Yeah. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, with that accent. Uh, So he says, it's not a time management problem. It's an emotion regulation problem. He's one of the psychologists who popularized the notion that when we avoid a task, more often than not, you're avoiding the feelings associated with the task. Well, I mean, I guess it has to do with the task, right? Because if I'm talking about the... The salt bags that I'm talking about, the but 45 pounds salt. But those are not bag. the things that people most often. Oh, so now my on. things don't count. No, your things don't. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> T- so. Call Pitchell. <laughs> call Pitchell. Get Pitchell on the phone. I'm gonna be like, all right. So no, but like, no way, Pitchell. After this display, are you kidding me? Pitchell, pick up the phone. Pitchell's on my speed dial. Anyway, I'll get Tim Pitchell here. More often than not, you think I can get Tim Pitchell? More often than not, it's feelings like self-doubt, low self-esteem, anxiety, and insecurity. And again, going back to that vicious cycle, the longer we put it off, the longer we feel bad about ourselves. And it's usually not those salt bags. It's mm-hmm. those things that are going to make us feel those deep. Those emotional salt emotional, bags. <laughs> emotional salt bags. Yeah. Exactly. So I can, I can tell you when I've procrastinated. Okay. I'll tell you uh, an emotional procrastination. Yeah. Uh, giving my two weeks. Well, actually giving my like uh, like nine weeks. Oh, uh, when, when you I, left your job. When at I a, left my last job. When I left my previous job before. Last, last to, job. Yeah, yeah. To go and pursue, you know, my, my, my dreams and such, such as this podcast. Yeah. I put it off for so long because I, it, I you know, normally, that. normally when you give two weeks, you've got something better going on, right? Like you're, you're going to, so you can't wait. You either hate your job and you can't wait to give those two. Those yeah. two weeks feel like. Like a, like an old dirty sweater that stinks. You can't wait to take it Why off and throw it not, in somebody's oh, face. I thought you couldn't wait to give someone your old dirty sweater. No, 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 no. Throw it in their face. Yeah. And um, but for this, I I loved the people at my job. I loved uh, the people that I work with. Everything, and it was really hard. And I put it off. Remember, I'd come home and you'd be like, "Did you do it?" Oh and my gosh, you know you're procrastinating when instead of saying "How are you?" all your friends start with, "So did you do it yet? Did you, <laughs> did you do it? Yet? Did you do it? Did you do it?" Was it that you liked the people you worked with, or was it the like fear of what if this doesn't work out? What it like? No, it know. wasn't that because I mean, there's there's always that fear uh, when you're going into like 
I was at the time I was trying stand up and I was doing all these new things. So you wake up with that fear as an actor. You're like, I'm trying something new tomorrow. I'm going to go do this. So it wasn't that because the odds are against you from the get go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was more, I didn't want to hurt the people that, oh, wow. uh, that I was with. I didn't want to. God, you're so freaking loyal. Like, well, I, you know, I mean, I, I, is that why you're still married to me? Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans, a show about interesting and quirky human behavior. We bring humor, empathy, and warmth to topics such as relationships, dating, work, self-compassion, weddings, phobias, aging parents, travel mishaps, death, and many more. Ever wonder what happens at a cuddle party? We talk about it. Free-range kids in restaurants? We've got some thoughts. Bedtime stories for adults? We're on it. Light, fun, unscripted conversation and personal stories. Please join us by clicking the link in the show notes. Are we? Are we still married? <laughs> Just on a side note, are we still married? I wasn't sure. No, but you know years, what I mean. Baby. Like it, it's it's that's sweet. Yeah. It it, it 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 was hard for me. It was hard for me to do that. And, and I remember you. What you? It took you like three months just to decide to quit. And then how many weeks notice did you give? I gave them uh, thirteen. Yeah, I think it was like 13, 14, 13, weeks, 14 notice. weeks notice. I've never heard of anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is actually a really powerful area of, of insight because so often we're putting something off because we're like, oh, I don't know. It's going to take me a while. Mm. I'm not going to like it. But the more meaningful aha moments happen when you go, what is this making me feel? And yeah. what am I trying to avoid? So let's recreate a micro version of an experiment. I'm not going to dump ice water I on you care. or anything like we it. have in the past. Bring it. Uh <laughs> So this was, uh, this is, I'm going to do like a mini version of a study originally conducted by Joseph Ferrari and uh, Diane Teese. Have we ever talked about Dr. Ferrari before? How do I know that? I think you're familiar with perhaps the car. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) No relation. (laughs) And what was the other person? You know, you're a psychology nerd when someone shows you their new Ferrari and they're like, Ferrari, like Joseph Ferrari, (laughs) the procrastination researcher. So it was Ferrari and who? Teese. Tease. Yeah. Oh, we talked Wait. about Tease just a minute ago. Should we should we get to the actual recreating of the experiment? I just want to know who I'm getting this information okay. from. That's yes. all. Gee, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> all right, hit it. Okay, so in a moment, I'm going to give you a math puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool test because it's also going to give us insight into your cognitive abilities. Ooh. So I'm going to send you the 12. test. Okay, I will. I have not yet administered the test. I'm okay. going to send it to you on your phone. I'm grabbing it right now. Okay, and while you wait... For me to get this together, you have some options. Mm-hmm. I can send Absolutely. you first um, some prep exercises. No, we don't need them. Or I could <laughs> send you, um, or you can play some Tetris. Can, does things. it have to be Tetris? Yeah. No. Okay. Another fun game. Like just have, something to like warm up your, you know, just. Yeah, I have a game right now. Okay. It's called Ice Rage. Okay. So, which, so so you'd rather do Ice Rage. No, I'll do, um, I'll do Word Warp. Okay. No, I'll do, um. Spell Tower. I'll do Spell Tower. It's like I'm promoting all these these apps. I know. Okay, I'm doing Spell Tower. Okay, uh, that's the end of the experiment. All right. No, th- that's the one. end. That's the no, end of the experiment. Up. No, <laughs> you can't play Spell Anger. What was it? I'm going to do Daily Search. <laughs> okay, stop. All right, what? I'm going to take your phone away. What are you talking about? Right. Wait, wait. Are you serious? I'm going to take your phone okay. away. Okay. Okay, so that was the end of the experiment. So you had, we were going to test your cognitive abilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, your options do? were. <laughs> what did I miss? Your options were to prep for it mm-hmm. or to play ice tower and spell you, tower spell tower and yeah. you chose to do both no I, I gave you the option of prepping 
or cognitive pl- ability. Have you played Spell Tower? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how do you? What do you think the the participants did? So they're doing a math test. They did what I did. They they played Tetris. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's how the test was actually conducted. Okay. So everyone was told that they were going to be doing a math puzzle. Half of the participants were told that this was going to be a meaningful test of their cognitive abilities. That's what I told you. Yep. The other half were told that this was just for funsies. Okay. You didn't tell me funsies. You told me cognitive. Yeah. Yeah. I told you it was going to be a meaningful test. The others were told meaningless fun puzzle. Mm -hmm. Before the test, they were offered either to do prep exercises or to play random games Mm -hmm. like Tetris. And most people did the test exercises? So what they found is that the frequent procrastinators, they did the fun random games. Okay. Only if they were told that their cognitive abilities were being evaluated. So if they oh, thought snap. they were going to be judged, yeah. they don't know how good my my math skills are. So you were for you it was I arrogant. Was totally confident. I was like, whatever, bring it. What is it? Algebra, trig, whatever. Bring it. I'm not scared. Well, why didn't of you want to do any prep? If I'm the fastest man on the planet, do I need to stretch before <laughs> oh I take God. on uh, some you listeners? Know, uh, we invite ham and you to agar. send your math tests <laughs> puzzles. Pickles to Brian to pitchel. see to see just your pitchels, <laughs> my Tim just pitchels. to see how good he is. But anyway, bring it on, so Tim Pitchels. The people who are frequent procrastinators, if it was described as fun, they behave no differently from everyone else. Sometimes they did the prep, sometimes they did the puzzles. But, but, the, but I guess that's that's only a matter if you're afraid of math. I'm I'm not a genius, but no, I'm saying so like it wasn't I'm not the afraid. Math. It was the it was the stakes of the math. It the, was feeling like they were there. The math would tell a story about how uh, smart they were okay so right guess. so so actually one of the biggest triggers of procrastination for many people is fear of judgment so this emotion regulation explanation is actually really important to consider because it means that the most sustainable solution in most cases with addressing procrastination mm-hmm. is to figure out those underlying feelings versus just trying to improve your time management skills most people are procrastinators and people will be like oh come on just set a timer or something like that but actually it's much deeper than that and it's a signal to you saying hey, I'm putting this off because there's a feeling I'm not ready to yeah, deal with yet. Yeah, I can see that. So we'll get into solutions. But first, regardless of what's causing the procrastination, why do you think people keep doing it if the consequences are bad? Because again, remember, 94% of people surveyed said, yes, procrastinating has a bad impact on my happiness. Okay, because short of like burying a body, procrastinating that, I feel like you know, you've made one too many bearing a body references in just this one episode. There's four more coming. <laughs> uh, no, but like short of burying a body yeah. and procrastinating on that, what yeah. the stakes are, that's my ass, right? Other than that, we don't learn from it because we, most of the time we procrastinate, we kind of get by, we kind of get through it. Yeah. I think because at the other end of procrastination is still a modicum of success that the other person doesn't know. The person who's administering the the test, the the stress, the, uh, the whatever the assignment, they don't know we procrastinated because we we hide that pretty well. And the only people we tell yeah. are our friends when we're laughing and joking about how well we did when yeah. we didn't study for X Y Z. Yeah, so like we never get our comeuppance. Or no, comeuppance. no. And a lot of people lie to themselves. I know. I I think I did for a long time. So like one of the explanations for why people do it, even though it can feel so bad, you know, in the past we've talked about optimal arousal theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. miss hearing you say that. You don't say that in everyday life. No. No. Um, so the optimal arousal hypothesis basically says that some work is just really kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And when we wait and wait and wait until we get close to the deadline, it puts pressure on us and it makes the work more exciting. 
So this is a popular explanation. I know I use that explanation yeah. for myself because I'm like, oh, especially with schoolwork or kind of like mundane tasks, I'll I'll wait and excuse it because I'll be like, oh, it'll be more exciting later. But the truth is then later shows up and I'm anxious yeah. and I'm hating my past self and, and it's just it's just not worth Everybody, it. Everybody, I, I, how many people do you hear say... I work better under pressure. Yeah. So we yeah. tell ourselves I work better under pressure. <laughs> and maybe to some extent it's true, but you could do things like set little deadlines for yourself instead of waiting for that one massive deadline to be looming over the horizon that's making you feel like you're choking. And it also doesn't help in film. Like, you know, when they're disabling a bomb or something, you know, they do that witty repartee beforehand, you know, and they're like, well, I don't know, what do you think about? And then, and then, and then they get down to two and they, they do it. And so like, we learn that things in the final hour work And you know what, you get, you get a lot more positive recognition for solving a, a big problem when there's time pressure oh yeah versus yeah yeah preventing a problem that no one even notices you prevented right so you so the heroes are always the ones that are working under pressure the 11th hour That's the true. 12th hour what is it 15th hour i don't oh, know i'm not from this hour? country 13th okay. hour yeah no that is right. <laughs> The final hour. We'll, we'll Google that. <laughs> anyway, so so that's one of the explanations. Maybe under pressure, it's more exciting. But the truth is, it's very rarely actually worth it, no. given the stress that actually accumulates. So the most um, likely explanation is present bias. The fact that we are instantly reinforced by the relief that comes with avoiding it. Mm-hmm. And we're not very good as humans at learning from consequences that happen later. We're very good at learning from consequences that happen right now. So if I avoid it, I'm like, ah, that felt good. I just thought of something I procrastinated on. What? Recently. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound pretty, pretty mundane. This is going to sound pretty low, low stakes. But I bought my first snowblower earlier this year. No, last year. Right. And I've been putting off. I looked at that thing and I was like. I thought there was an on and off switch. This this fucking thing looks like C-3PO's butt. And I was like, I don't know what the just hell the I'm doing. Just the butt part. And I was like, what the shit? And so um, I've been putting it off, putting it off, reading that manual. And I'm glad I did because that manual looked like something that was interpretive. And so I was like, what? The-? So I saw a video and then, I d- and then we had the big snowstorm last night. Yeah. I woke up and I was like, holy shit. I have to get it because my goats, my pigs, and my dogs are depending on me. Yeah. So I went downstairs, saw a few videos, but it was that Were moment- they videos related to the snowblower or just- No, no, no. Just some fun videos. Uh, <laughs> mostly Dodo. And I went down and I started that son of a bitch and I felt that sense of relief and I was like, I did it. I, oh I, I dodged the so bullet. So you learned nothing. I learned nothing. Okay, so, so I do procrastinate this one time. Just I this did. one time. Yeah. But for the most part. So- so that makes me think of another experiment that I wanted to recreate with you, a mini version. This one con- originally conducted by Sirois and team. Mm-hmm. You want to give it a shot? Yeah. I need to, I need to know the research. No, we're going to do the Oh, experiment. you want to do the experiment. Okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to like do what you want me to explain it. I no. was like, well, no, I don't no, know it. I do the so, explaining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, uh, easy. <laughs> I do the explaining. So I'm going to share a very <laughs> short story and I'm going to ask you, the only thing that you're going to do is mm-hmm. just share your takeaways. What did you learn? Okay. Because right, we're talking yeah. about learning. Okay. okay. All right. Hold on. So, uh, I gotta get ready. Ready to learn? Yeah. Well, ready to hear you talk. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so Jane, our main character, mm-hmm. she goes on a sunny vacation. Yep. Comes back and uh, notices a suspicious mole on her body. Oh. Okay. 
not like in her house. Um, and she puts off going to the doctor for a long time and worries more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Finally, she makes the appointment, goes to the doctor. She does find out that it's cancerous oh, and geez. it needs to be removed. Okay. What did you learn from this situation? Um, where was she vacationing? <laughs> Uh, sunny, please. Sunny. It was really yeah. sunny, yeah. So I would say if you're fair-skinned and prone to moles... Why do you have to make this about race? I'm again? just saying, like, uh, if you're prone to moles and you're fair-skinned, probably want to either use lotion... Come on, what did okay. you actually learn? What did I learn? Yeah. I learned that it's good to know bad news fast. Like, it's good to know, like, if you saw something suspicious, especially something like a mole, you want to run to the... A new mole, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. suspicious-looking mole, you said. Yeah. Those are your words, not mine. No. Yeah. Suspicious-looking mole, I'd want to... Get that checked out as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Okay. So because that way you have more more chance on the other side. To... So so here's here's what's really interesting. So it turns out that people who rarely procrastinate said things exactly like you said. Like if she only went to the doctor right away, she wouldn't have to worry so much. She would have caught it earlier. Yeah. You know, it, yes, it would still have been bad, but she could have dealt with it sooner. But people who reported being frequent procrastinators, they did something that psychologists called doing the downward counterfactual. So in other words, they said things like, at least you went to the doctor before it got really bad. (laughs) So all they did with all these stories of procrastination is they extracted out something good Good. regardless of whether the person procrastinated Because the behavior matches something that they do. So they're like, well, at least I did. This is my dad. This is my, my mom. My dad did this. My mom does this. What? Um, does that. Well, at least I went. At least I did. At least I did that. Yeah. yeah. At least at I... At least I flossed. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That's... <laughs> I see what you did there. And I'm still not... So, but this is so interesting because it almost seems like our brains, or especially people who are prone to procrastination, we all do it, but some of us do it more than others. Mm-hmm. It's like our brains are refusing to learn from the negative consequences because we keep extracting out only the positives yeah. out of the procrastination scenario. And sometimes we it gets reinforced because occasionally we do get away with it. Like you and the snowblower, you felt like a hero today. So next well, time... Well, hero's a strong word. I wouldn't say that. Y'all did and the goats did, but I wouldn't. I, that's not something I would say. <laughs> we, you were our hero today. I mean, okay, that word gets thrown around a lot, I feel, these days. But, you know, I mean... For, you, know. you know what it is, too? Like, I think when you're under pressure... Yeah, there's, there's like, in the movies, there's like a fun song playing in the background. There's no fun song playing in the background when you're doing things responsibly on time. Mm-mm. Maybe that's the solution. We have to come up with a fun song playing in the background when you're doing things early and responsibly. Yeah. It just wouldn't be a very fun soundtrack. <laughs> I don't think. There's no pressure. There's no... Everyone loves an upbeat, uh, up-tempo. <laughs> and that's what you... When the when the pressure's on... You know, that's what's happening, you know? <laughs> Uh, Okay, so the important thing here is from the emotion avoidance research, it's so worth it to try to understand, okay, if I am procrastinating, truly, what is the emotion getting in the way? And the other thing is become aware of those negative consequences. Write them out if you have to. Really let them stare you in the face and don't pay attention to, well, at least X, Y, Z happened. Try not to reinforce the procrastination. And we see it in movies all the time, like the the two main characters who have a secret and you're like, oh my God. This would be such an easy movie. This whole with movie less would be t- 12 minutes. 12 minutes if they would just open up and tell them. What, yeah. We were watching that show right now, you know, with the whole um, secrets and this and that. We we're like, just... Yellow jackets. Yeah. Just yeah. tell her. Just tell and, You know, just tell them. Tell this person. Tell that. Makes for good storytelling. Good television doesn't make for good living. You also don't want to reinforce other people's procrastination. So, for example, researchers Grian Fitzsimmons and Eli Finkel found that people who think their relationship partner will 
help with a task that they're putting off are more likely to procrastinate. So for example, if I leave my dirty dishes in the sink mm -hmm. and you complain and complain, but eventually wash the dishes, I'm much more likely to leave my dirty dishes in the oh, sink. Oh, yeah. So yeah. any kind of enabling of procrastination. Your socks. What about my socks? They're all over this place. Okay. And I tell you to pick up your socks and then I, I pick them up and... Oh my God. And that's why they're still all over the place. Yeah. I'm sitting so on it's one your right fault. now. Yeah. It's, it's your... totally my fault. It's totally my fault. <laughs> yeah. I guess you do enable that. Although I feel, see, so in my head, <laughs> I've gotten, go. this bad habit has been completely eliminated. <laughs> without, <laughs> it, without doing any work. You're like, no. wow, this is really great. I must've gotten really good at this <laughs> when, and I didn't have to do shit. When you first said my socks, I was like, I can't believe you're saying that. I <laughs> I saw it on your face. I saw it on your face, y'all. I saw it when I mentioned the sock. She was just like, what are you even talking about? Like, But then when I, but then when you said you still pick up my socks, I'm like, maybe I think I don't do it <laughs> because you do it. As a matter of fact, yesterday morning you woke up and you're like, hey, where are my socks that I left? You didn't say, you didn't tell yourself, hey, where are my socks? I, I had them. You look, I mean, you're like, where are my socks that okay, I... so let's stop enabling each other. Each, see oh, this? I put away your dirty dishes. I always throw away your little bottles and cans that are lying around everywhere. Where do you think those you bottles go? You make me sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> what are those bottles okay, and cans? Bottles of water, cans of Big Red. Thank you. All right. Let's just okay, be clear. So let's talk solutions. Ultimately, that's what this show is all about. Yeah. The practical tips so we can be better at being humans, which Cut I out the procrastination and be proactive. All right. And start taking care of start taking care of things. Hard starts. There's a bunch of like time hacks and productivity hacks that you can use. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Okay. Can I, can I share some? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are these TMs? <laughs> what is TM? Trademarked? Trademarked? Yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So there's no, it's just one... like you were advertising them. Just get to it. Yeah. So let's get to it. All right. Yeah. So one of my, fa my absolute favorite one to use. Yeah. And when I, when I taught, this is my favorite. I don't lie. This is what I, this is what I use. Hard starts. If I'm starting What's a, a hard start, a hard start is something that like the hardest part is just starting this, uh, just digging my teeth in it. Know, that... Apparently Mark Twain called it swallowing the frog, which is not a very pro vegan expression, but it's like, if well, you're... yeah, because you're not, you're not chewing it. So it's vegan. But yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's coming out. All right. Later after this, I'll explain again how vegan works. Please. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the idea is like the thing that you're most avoiding, do yeah. that thing first. Yeah, yeah. Do the thing first. And uh, like for me, writing, uh, starting a story or starting a script or even starting like edits and stuff. Yeah. That's the hardest part for me is just like sitting down and doing it. Same thing with working out. If I haven't worked out in a while, if I got injured or something, I'm coming back. Just getting down into the, you know, getting down into the nitty gritty. I love that. Getting in front of those weights is the hardest part. So for me, what I do is something called a Pomodoro. And Pomodoro is my favorite technique, okay. my absolute favorite technique. And what it is, it's made famous by um, Francesco Cirillo, a grad student in Italy, having a hard time sitting down, knuckling up and studying. So he went into his um, kitchen, grabbed a timer, um, right? Happened to look like a tomato, which is Italian for, which is a, a English for... Pomodoro. Pomodoro. So it's called the Pomodoro Technique. So what he did was set that timer to 25 minutes. And he studied or he, he did whatever he was supposed to do for 25 solid minutes. Then the timer went off. He set it for five minutes. And he was able to jack around, do whatever he wanted to do, read a book, <laughs> uh, a watch a cartoon, whatever. Then he would set it for another 25. And you could do as many Pomodoros as you I want for any simple thing, right? But here's the catch. 
is if in those 25 minutes you interrupt yourself or get and allow yourself to get interrupted, you start that 25 minutes. You start that bad boy Endless over again Pomodoros. from the beginning. Endless Pomodoro. I love that. I would put all the things you just talked about in this sort of bucket of like dopamine hacking. You know, we talk a lot about dopamine. It's that neurotransmitter of motivation. If you can just get your dopamine flowing, Hell yeah. everything else is going to feel so much better. So, And so if just... you can't get your own dopamine flowing, there's a guy I know... <laughs> In the Heights, his name's Hector. Hector, you listening? He's a, he knows a guy who knows a guy who can get you some dopamine. Uh-huh. It's no big deal. I mean, I'm Dr. Julie Bruni, and I'm Dr. Jeremy Allen, and we want to be your doctor friends. We are two physicians who work at a nationally ranked practice and take care of some of the world's greatest athletes. We field questions all the time that start with, my cousin told me this, or like a fitness guru sent me a targeted ad about that. We love answering these questions and offering peace of mind to our loved ones. So are you feeling confused? Listen to your doctor friends. Adrift in a sea of medical misinformation? Listen to your doctor friends. Just bored on a Tuesday? Listen to your doctor friends. Come on, let's be friends. Get by with a little help from your doctor friends. Listen to your doctor friends podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You, you laugh, but yeah, cocaine is great. Well, I didn't say cocaine. cocaine. You said cocaine. I Hector, I didn't say cocaine. Who said cocaine? Totally would not recommend it. Yeah. So some things from the research. Um, yeah. Pomodoro, fantastic. Basically, psychologist Sean Anker calls it activation energy. You want to just just focus on how do you get those first few really even seconds of mm-hmm. just starting the thing and everything else is going to be so much easier doing the hard thing first i love that some people also talk about breaking things up into such tiny bite-sized things that mm-hmm. you can barely like that first one it just gives you a feeling like all right i'm in it i'm starting mm-hmm. it so yep. if for example you want to be uh finding a dentist that first <laughs> that first tiny tiny little step could be just saying you know what? I'm going to sit down and open my laptop. Yeah. You know, or I'm going to download the WebMD app, not WebMD, ZocDoc app or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So tiny, tiny steps. The other one is setting your own deadlines. So psychologists Klaus Wurtenbrock and Dan Ariely found that particularly people who are prone to procrastination, they do really poorly with other people's deadlines. But if you take control, set your own deadlines for yourself, mm. especially make them like little micro deadlines. You can create that sense of urgency, play that song in your head. Of you deactivating the bottom. I did that with lines when I was learning lines. Like if our show date was, say, on the 13th, I tell myself I'm off book by the 4th. And that way I have nine days to play around and do whatever I want to do. But by the 4th, this is my, this is, and and I do, I do that with a lot of stuff. Like even with the, with a move or anything like that, our big move coming. Oh yeah, we're uh, moving. We're moving. Yeah, you know, I, I'm constantly saying, okay, like this is the move date, but by this date, I have to have this done. By this date, I have to have that done. Yeah, I love that. Um, and also one of the big tips is to don't overthink it. Like don't overthink what you're doing. Don't overthink the start or, or, or what's going to happen at the end. Or mm, Like let let yourself be let yourself, the action. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that helps me a lot for working out if I'm just not feeling it or if it's been like cold, cold days. And just don't overthink it. Next thing you know, I'm downstairs. I've got my gear on. Love that. And, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in front of the weights right now. So let's I love that. Let, let, just figure so, it out. So, okay. So I would call that like the whole dopamine hacking strategy. Mm-hmm. I know you said don't overthink it. I will give you a counter version, which is the like self-study or deep thinking strategy, which might work for other people. <laughs> which I don't subscribe to. I'm not going to promote. I'm kidding. So this other bucket right. is like, yeah. if you're noticing it happening, just actually stop feeling bad about not doing it and go, Hey, what's going on? Like, what's up with me? What does this thing mean to me? Why am I putting it off? What is it making me feel? 
and like actually can get I delegate in touch. it? <laughs> well, can I delegate it? Could be great. But is it about fear of judgment? Is it about yeah. self doubt? Is it about anxiety creeping in? Sometimes just facing that emotion deactivates it. You know, what we often say in psychology, what we resist persists. So give a shine a little bit of a light on that feeling. Mm -hmm. I think the other way that you can use deep thinking to avoid procrastination is really connect with like, wait, why am I doing this thing? Why does it matter? What's meaningful about it? What's what's exciting about working out or what's exciting about writing this script that I really want to be writing, but I've been putting off. So I put that in the self-study deep thinking bucket. And then can I share two more? Yeah, two more buckets? Okay. The other one I love is the shape your environment bucket. So it's like the, how can you build your environment to be conducive to action and to make it harder for you to procrastinate. Hmm. So you know how, for example, I've switched all my gummy, all my vitamins over to gummies. Mm -hmm. Vitamins. I'm, not, I'm, I'm using a... quotes. What do you mean? Vitamins. They're vitamins. Are now gummies. They're now edibles. Well, the... instead of. But inside of them are you're, vitamins. Because you, you were taking your vitamins in a bong before. <laughs> And Stop. now you're taking gummies. So. so I was avoiding taking vitamins and I was like, hey, hey, me, why am I avoiding taking vitamins? <laughs> I don't like the feeling of swallowing all those pills. So it turns out there are all these vegan gummies now. And now I have gummies all over my house. All over the house. All over <laughs> I don't even have to set reminders because the gummies are delicious. Mm -hmm. So I go and I and I eat the gummies. Yeah. So it's like whatever the thing is that like, for example, with working out, is there anything that you could do to make it just like a little bit more pleasant or a little bit easier so that you kind of like find it yeah right in front of you instead I find, of pushing well, I, yourself? for me i find a show or a series a web series a web series or a crime drama crime series that i can't that i i can't wait to watch Love and that. i tell myself i can only watch it when i'm working out so i can only put it on the on the that's computer great. downstairs or listen to the podcast i love that so that's what i do yeah. yeah, that's that's the one thing. Just like changing it, uh, my environment, I guess, turned into like a studio. I, I I refer this sometimes to the the orange and banana principle because you know if you ever like go into an office, all the oranges are sitting around and all the bananas are gone because yeah. the bananas are appealing. <laughs> they're they're really easy to eat. Oranges are kind of annoying. So anything you want to do more of, make it more like a banana. So if you want to work out more, create some sort of reward for yourself, or put your workout sneakers right there next to the place where you want to work out. Yeah. Turn your vitamins into gummies. On the other hand, if there's something you want to avoid, make it just a little bit harder for yourself. Like, you know, hide your soda. Oh, you did. When you were doing that with your Dr. Pepper, you were mm -hmm. putting it in the garage mm -hmm. so that it was harder for you to get to. Yeah, it wasn't accessible. Like, not easily. I didn't have to get up, put on my shoes, go outside. Yeah, like just make it a little harder for yourself. Yeah. Go into airplane mode when you're writing if you don't want to get distracted. All right. Yeah. Last but not least, this is my favorite. And this is the what the research shows is most effective for preventing procrastination. Do you want to guess what it is? No. Okay. It is <laughs> forgiving yourself. Okay. I think that's going easy on yourself. I'm all about tough love. Well, I know that's what most people think, but it's 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 uncanny. So researchers, Michael Wall, Tim Pitchell, your fave, and uh, Shannon Bennett, they found that students who were able to forgive themselves for procrastinating when studying for a first exam in the semester ended up procrastinating less in their next exam. I have to read. I have to check out T. Pitch's stuff because... That seems like you're justifying and you're like, oh, well, I've allowed myself to procrastinate. I'll allow myself to procrastinate again just one more time because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, I think so, going easy on yourself is... I know that that's what Dr. Brian Luna thinks. Yeah. What, what, did you, what did you doctor it in again? I think it was funk. Funk? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Funk. Dr. Funk. <laughs> no, this one is actually, I think, so important for, for people to embrace. There's more and more research showing that when we release shame, when we forgive ourselves for the things that we feel we're doing wrong, 
we are much less likely to avoid those positive actions because we're like, okay, fresh start. Let me just do it again. Instead of looking at this thing and just having it remind me of how bad I feel about myself. Why do you think self-forgiveness is uh, such a powerful anti-procrastination strategy? It seems so counterintuitive. So like what you're saying, uh, we were saying earlier, if you shine a light on it, right, then now you're aware of it. Now you're more aware as, as opposed to like, uh, I think a lot of procrastination, like we talked about before, is justification, just justifying your own actions. So maybe you are lying to yourself. Mm. But by admitting to the shame, you're actually throwing some truth on it. Mm. And by doing that, you're like, all right, you know, okay, I let that one go. Let's knuckle up and let's get let's get ready for the next one. Let's get ready to do this or or study harder. Yeah, because maybe something. like if you hold on to that guilt and shame, that's going to make you avoid anything that's going to make you feel more guilt and shame. And yeah. The more you carry it, it's like your backpack of shame. Getting that's true. And, and once you let go of shame once, then you look for other areas that you're going. Oh, like well, let me see if I can do this and let me see if I can do that. Yeah. All right. I see that. I see that. I get it. All right. Maybe. I, maybe. I came around, I would come around the bend a little bit. Maybe, All right. Maybe That's what I like to yeah. see. It's, it's uh, and yeah. listeners, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I never reviewed their podcast. <laughs> I never talked Damn. about it with anyone. You're good. I, I forgive you. Brian Luna forgives you, I think. I'm working on it. Yeah. Well, we're, so please forgive yourself. This is a fresh opportunity to tell us what you think of this podcast Keep us motivated. Keep our dopamine flowing. Tell other people, you know, especially the procrastinators in mm-hmm. your life. Just, yeah, just don't absolutely. tell them why. Just be like, oh, for some reason, I think you might possibly like this. <laughs> possibly like this. And they'll never listen to it, let's face it, because they're procrastinators. But don't but... say never. You know, no, no. They'll listen to it. Just got to gotta step on the, so the gas a little bit. spread the word. Let us know your thoughts. Send us your questions. And that's a wrap for today's show. And thank you very much for listening to Talk Sight to Me. Tim Pitchell.